0: Save time and money versus going to a shop by picking up an AC Pro Recharge Kit today. Be a pro with AC Pro. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everybody, Tim McMaster here along with AJ Casabella, our MOB.com Padres reporter. Uh, A lot of the youngsters in camp are not going to be in camp much longer or have already been sent down to uh, the minor leagues. AJ, all part of the growing process, and we're going to see those guys soon enough back at the big league club. So we'll talk about that a little bit, uh, but I wanted to start with Tyson Ross, who's Kind of back after, obviously, a, a miserable go with the injuries, two lost seasons basically, uh, but he looks good right now. Four scoreless frames on Monday. He's having a good time here with the Padres. What stood out the most to you about Tyson?
1: I think it's mostly been the kind of free and easiness that he's been able to repeat in his delivery. Um, I'm, no, I'm no scout by any stretch, but uh, the Padres essentially worked with Tyson Roth throughout 2016 to try and get him back to the major league level. Uh, when he was dealing with the shoulder injury, and he was never as free and easy then as he is now, and so uh, the Padres are excited to see that. I think the biggest thing with Tyson Ross in his in his return is kind of uh, he went into last offseason coming off thoracic outlet uh, uh, syndrome surgery, and he's he was coming back with essentially no offseason. He didn't he he accelerated everything probably a bit too fast. He got back on the mound as fast as he possibly could, but. Um, he struggled with the Rangers last year. This, this off season, he had a, I, w- I wouldn't even call it a normal off season. He went harder during the off season than he normally does in terms of his throwing program. And he feels, he says he feels pretty much the way he did when he was pitching in San Diego before the injury.
0: That is outstanding news. So where does he fit into this rotation, this roster? He's
1: on the bubble for the final rotation spot. I think there's, I, it sounds like there's two available places, um, I would guess if he continues to do what he's done, which is no sure thing given his, his injury history, if he continues to do what he's done so far this camp, if he extends to five innings next time and then six innings and then potentially goes even longer uh, in his last start before decisions get made, uh, I think at that point he will have, he will have earned a, a rotation spot. Now, that's, that might be a big ask for a guy coming off injury. But uh, he's got the biggest upside, I think, of anyone else in that, in that kind of mix, and just in the, in, this, in the fact that he was a former all-star. He's competing with, he's competing with guys who, who maybe don't have the kind of stuff that we've seen Tyson Ross have in the past.
0: Yeah, and I think everybody would be excited to see him back like that and, and just a feel-good story, a comeback guy for sure. Uh, Mackenzie Gore is obviously the future. There's a lot of young pitchers that are the future for the Padres, but nobody's got more upside than Mackenzie Gore, their first rounder. He went in an intra-squad game up against Nelson Lamette. Both were impressive on Saturday, but um, Gore wasn't obviously in big league camp, so this was kind of a cool chance to see him go against uh, another big leaguer.
1: Yeah, it was cool to see him go head to head, and I think uh, De Nelson Lamette kind of kind of showed what he's made up too. He pitched four dominant innings. Mackenzie Gore drew the most interest, though. It was the easily the most well-attended interest squad game I've ever I've ever seen. <laughs> uh, the most well-attended backfield game. I think the entire fence behind home plate was 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 covered in kind of scouts and staff and media and fans. It was there. It it there were it went about three or four people deep across the board and. All of them wanted to see Mackenzie Gore, who was the Padres' top pick last season, and he was, he was outstanding. He, his fastball was from 94 to 97 miles an hour. Uh, this was his, he's 19 years old, and this was his first, his first appearance in a game-like setting in, in a professional spring training. And, and to throw two innings, and fa- he faced some pretty good high minor league hitters in the game and held his own really nicely. Uh, got a few strikeouts. He gave a one-on-one run. That scored on a, It was a single and then a two-base error, and the run scored on a wild pitch. And I think it tells a lot maybe about his personality, that he was, he was not happy to surrender that one run, uh, which, which might say something about a guy in his, in his first outing of spring in his first big league camp that he's not excited to give up one lone unearned run in the second inning of a game. So uh, I think the Padres think they have big things to look forward to. And, and having watched him, it was actually my first time watching him, so having watched him for the first time, it's easy to see why.
0: And for high school kids, sometimes they move slowly through the minors, but it seems like he may push the envelope a little bit and get on an accelerated track to San Diego. Obviously, this is his first full pro season coming up in 2018. Guys that are ahead of him as far as young pitching goes, Cal Quantrill, Joey Lachese, Eric Lauer, and they kind of all went through a, a run here before they eventually are going to make their way down to the minor leagues. But they've all impressed as well. I mean, you've got to be excited to see these guys. But the last time out for each of them, scoreless outings for all three.
1: They're probably destined to head down to the minors, but they left a really good uh, – Quantrill has already been sent to the minors, They and, and the other two are probably going down soon. They left a really good first impression. And I think uh, going forward, that's uh, that's a group of guys who will – compete for a place in the Major League rotation this season. You never go through a big league season with, the, with your rotation completely intact. And uh, I think probably Joey Lucchese came across as the most polished of the three. He's probably the farthest along of the group. But uh, all three are, are legitimate Major League options this season. Um, and, and when, you, when you throw guys like Mackenzie Gore and Adrian Morihone, Michelle Baez, some of the younger levels, into the, into the conversation, you see what the Padres are trying to do in the long term in terms of building a rotation. They, they hope that some of these farther along prospects come up and make an impact and start to, de- to develop a big league caliber rotation. And then these talented, really kind of lower level guys eventually join them and, and they craft a, a winning rotation in the major leagues.
0: Yeah, it could really be special for years, and to have homegrown talent like that, which will be inexpensive for a while, uh, really helps you out as well. Uh, Freddy Galvez and Jose Perella, obviously mid-infield options here for this Padres team, and you have a story up on the site that these guys have known each other for a long time. They go all the way back to their teenage years, like 16 years old, uh, in Venezuela, and now reunited a little bit, but they knew about each other way back then. I thought
1: the story of the first time that they met was pretty was pretty funny because I talked to both of them about that day. It was a tryout uh, in in outside in some small town outside Valencia, Venezuela. It was a tryout, and uh, they had both heard of the other guy as as being talented, and both of them kind of saw the other guy for the first time, and were they were both wowed to the point that that they thought, "Oh my gosh, how can I ever compete with him?" I, for for Galvis, the first time they met was running a 60 yard dash and he had heard about Perella's speed and thought, well I don't want to be going up against this guy and then Perella just blew him away in a race but with Perela, it was kind of the opposite at shortstop he had heard about Freddie Galvis and and his hands and whatever and and Galvis outdid him at shortstop and now here they are they're they're actually two even though they're even though they're good friends they're entirely different baseball players Freddie Galvis is as smooth as they come at shortstop Jose Perella is is Pretty graceless at second base. Uh, he's he's a, he's a solid outfielder, but at second base he has some work to do. But he's more of kind of like kind of a bull in a china shop. The way he the way he approaches his at bats, the way he runs the bases, he's he plays with reckless abandon. That's fun to watch. And and they're, 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 the mutual respect between the two is is what I gleaned the most from from talking with them. And and that runs off the field too. Their families are now close. Uh, I believe Perella's I believe Perella's wife is Galvis's. Uh, daughter's godmother. So uh, there's there's some mutual respect on and off the field between the two players and the two people. Yeah,
0: very cool that they're teammates now. Uh, one more thing for you, and uh, Fernando Tatis Jr., Luis Urias have been sent down to the minor league camp as well. Uh, but Jim Callis on Pipeline this week was asked if there was a better – double play combination in the minor leagues than those two this year and he answered uh very very safely he just said no there isn't they're definitely the best um it's pretty cool and obviously they're going to be up at the big league at some point in the future but um not a bad minor league ticket to get this summer if you can get it to see those two guys playing up the middle
1: yeah they put forth a really impressive major league camp i think maybe better than some people thought urias has looked looked like he's basically right on the cusp and tatis isn't too far away either and then for a 19 and a 20 year old, that's pretty impressive. And uh, they're are two guys who the Padres are banking on becoming a, a, a critical part of their future. You look to try and build up the middle. Well, they have Austin Hedges behind the plate and Manny Margot in center. That's kind of half the battle. That's the Padres feel they have they have anchors there. And then a shortstop at shortstop and second base, Tatis and Urias have a chance to slot in in the very near future. And and they both look really impressive. Tatis, Tatis. Uh, already kind of looks like a big leaguer in the stature and the way he carries himself. The the fact that they got sent down, I think they were sent down with a message, hey, if you keep working hard the way you have, uh, it won't be long before you're you're a San Diego Padre again.
0: Yeah, they're coming quick, that's for sure, and they're both uh, great, interesting guys to talk to as well. Alright, that's going to do it. Great stuff as always, AJ. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Padres edition for AJ Casavell. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next time.